All right, we're going to get a podcast in real quick. Uh, To be honest, I don't really remember what I covered on the last podcast and exactly where we left off in the Abibiter uh, franchise. So, I don't know, I'll just uh, guess, I think. Uh, We did finish the 2042 season, and uh, the Browns and the Panthers played in the Super Bowl. The Browns won that game. I don't remember the score, and I'm not looking it up. Uh, But it was a pretty close game. Uh, Very low scoring, very defensive, uh, which is not surprising at all. Both those teams had outstanding defenses, maybe two of the best defenses we've ever seen. Um, That's how they got there, both of those teams, by their defenses. And uh, and that's, that's how the game went. A lot of pressure on the quarterback, a lot of sacks. Uh, and a few turnovers, I think, for each team. And the Browns were able to muster up just a little bit more offense and come up with a one-score win, if I remember correctly. Uh, so congla- congratulations to Cleveland for winning the Super Bowl, getting a championship. Uh, it's nice to see good things happening to the Cleveland fan base. Um some of the other stuff that's been going on, uh, we had some development trait news, but I, that's one of the areas where I, I'm really not sure where I left off, so maybe we'll save that for later and uh, <clears throat> cover it on the next podcast. So now, what we'll look at, let's see, right now we are on week four of the 2043 season, Um and so we got a couple of games to cover that have already happened. I will hit those real quick. And I believe week one was Browns and Chiefs. Let me double check. I can't remember if I watched this game or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. Uh, Cleveland won twenty-eight to thirteen. So Kansas City hanging in there, and they lost a couple of people on their defensive line this year So, uh, in the offseason. So um, holding the Cleveland offense down a little bit tougher for them uh, than it's been in the past. So they did a decent job, it looks like, and then they came up with 13 points. But uh, the Browns are very close to the same team they were last year, so they are going to be tough to beat this year. Again, I, I don't remember if I watched this. I guess I'll... Check the box store, box score real quick. Um, mystery author Robert R. Overbay uh, played very well in this game. Over 350 yards, three touchdowns uh, to go with one interception. And then uh, Chiefs rookie quarterback, who we'll talk about a little later, Skylar Wood, uh, one touchdown, one interception. So uh, not his best game. Uh, although we've seen worse against this Browns defense, for sure. Uh, Looks like Devon Irwin for the Browns had a good game, averaged seven yards a carry and had a touchdown. And Jarrett Wesley is pretty much the top target for the Browns now. Had two touchdowns and over 100 yards in that game. Uh, So that's the week one game. Uh, And then I don't think we had anything week two, but week three we had... Whoops. Uh, week three, we had the Chiefs and Packers, and this game was started many times and took a while to finish. 
uh, very annoying. And uh, the first couple iterations of this game, the Packers were clearly in control, but there were uh, enough trial opportunities for the Chiefs that they started to get things figured out. And the final game ended up being pretty close. Ended up being a 35-28 Green Bay victory. Uh, game went back and forth quite a bit and not a lot of defensive stops unless there were turnovers. Uh, I think there were maybe interceptions, two interceptions by each team, something like that. Um, but the Green Bay offense just had a little more juice in this one uh, than the Chiefs did. Uh, they managed to to take the lead with a touchdown, uh, I believe under two minutes to go in the game, and the Chiefs just didn't have enough time or timeouts to go down the field and, and tie it up. Uh, kind of one of those uh, which team's going to have the ball last kind of games. And the Chiefs did have it last, but they just ran out of time. So uh, that's a 35-28 uh, Packers victory over the Chiefs. Probably pretty exciting to watch, uh, at least the final version of this game. So those are the games we've had so far. I want to just look ahead, see if I can find the next head-to-head uh, -head user game when that is, because I don't actually know. I'm thinking it might be a little while. Seven. Uh, week eight, Browns at Patriots. So that's the next uh, AFC head-to-head -head user game, and we know we got a few more of those before the season's over. Uh, the intra-conference, inter-conference, intra-conference, uh, when two teams from different conferences play each other. I think that's intra-conference. Uh, those games appear to be done for the year. Uh, I know the the Panthers aren't playing anybody from the AFC, uh, so we'll just have uh, the rest of the AFC teams that have not played each other will be playing each other, and then we'll have Packers-Panthers later in the year. Uh, it's quite a bit later in the year, I think week 14 or 15. So those are some of the games we got to look forward to. Is this your fan base after the draft? Get the truth with Abibiter Draft Grades. Alright, it's the part of the podcast that everyone waits all year to hear. Uh, this has major implications for multiple front office personnel across the league. Uh, that is, of course my draft grades for these teams. Now, I will admit I have put very little thought into this this year. Um, that is my analysis. So my comments may or may not make sense to you, um, but that's okay because the draft grade process, okay, the scientific process used to determine the draft grades, that is still the top scientific um, process used in all of sports. So you can trust that. You can take it to the bank. Uh, those draft grades are 100% accurate. So we'll just get into it, and I'm just going to 
Uh, glance through these, look at uh, who everybody took, starting with the Chiefs. Uh, at the third overall pick, they took Skylar Wood, quarterback, uh, starting out at 73 overall, a scrambling quarterback, 88 speed. He's a hidden development trait. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential here. Uh, hopefully the Chiefs develop him to the best, uh, to the fullest uh, possible extent. Um, but I like him as a player, and I think he's going to fit well with the Chiefs. I've already seen him run around a little bit in games, and it's very useful. Uh, and they like the, the scrambling quarterbacks there for the Chiefs. So I think Skyler Wood is an excellent pick for the Chiefs. Uh, and then 28th overall, they took Orchard at defensive tackle, 69 overall. So decent pick there. And Cabrera at receiver. Um, this is in the second round. He's a 68 overall, 93 speed, so decent speed. I know they, I think they lost Matthias Wright, was it? They lost a receiver this offseason. I think it was Matthias Wright. Uh, so he'll step in and replace him. They need to get him up to speed as quick as possible. Uh, and then Bruce at defensive end, a 68 overall. That's a pretty good late third round pick there. Uh, Hodges at free safety. He's um, a 63 overall. And Kitchen at tight end is a 60 overall. So those later picks uh, may not help as much, but uh, filled some needs, did the Chiefs, in the first four picks that was in the first three rounds. And it looks like they got some pretty good players there. So I'd say this is a, a pretty good draft for the Chiefs. They get a B-plus this year. Uh, for the Browns, hard draft to grade because they only had three picks in the entire draft. They picked at 26th in the first round, and then they had in a fourth, a fourth and a fifth round pick. So, uh, picking in the first round, they took Brian Timmerman at right tackle uh, as a late first round pick. Not too bad, 74 overall. I know uh, there was a better lineman taken not long after that, um, so maybe you can ding the Browns a little bit for that pick. Uh, but he will play, and he'll be pretty good. I don't remember if he was a hidden development trade or not. Uh, that does make a difference. And then in the fourth round, uh, McAllister at receiver, 93 speed, only 53 overall. This guy was drafted for his speed and his speed alone, so we'll see if that works out for the Browns. And Blake at defensive tackle, 67 overall. That's a pretty good fifth-round draft pick there. Um, if he gets on the field, he, he will have a chance to develop a little bit. So when you're grading a team that doesn't have that many draft picks, you can really only grade them on the picks that they had um, unless you factor in whatever they did to lose those picks, uh, which I don't remember. It was some trades. I think Overbay was was part of the uh, some of those picks getting traded away. But at any rate, uh, with the picks that they did have, uh, could have had a really solid draft, you know, with just three picks for the Browns, but that receiver pick kind of drags it down. The Browns get a B-. Uh, moving on to the Patriots. The Patriots uh, did not have a quarterback on their team this year, uh, headed into the offseason, and they needed to draft one in the first round, and instead they traded out uh, when they did not get the guy that the Chiefs took that I already forgot his name. Uh, Skyler Wood uh, was picked a couple picks ahead of the Patriots pick, and instead of picking the next quarterback, 
they bailed. Uh, I don't remember who the next quarterback was, but uh, they're going to get downgraded for not taking a quarterback uh, when they really needed one and for not having one on their roster uh, to begin with, which is the big problem. Uh, however, after trading back uh, with their second first-round pick at 29 overall, the Patriots took the top player in the draft by overall rating, uh, Tarion Middleton at right tackle. He's a hidden development trait. That's always nice to have for those linemen. Um, so that's an excellent pick there for the Patriots, especially at the end of the first round. And then in the second round, they did pick up a quarterback, 66 overall. I believe he was normal development trait. Uh, Kruger, I don't know if he's the guy they're rolling with or the fifth round pick that they took instead. I know there was some discussion uh, on a quarterback competition with those two guys. I think Kruger has been starting and doing fine, but 66 overall, you'd like to see that up around 70 or maybe at 70. Um, but, you know, when you go in putting all your eggs in the draft basket and you wait until late in the second round to draft a quarterback, Sometimes that's what you get. Uh, then in the third round, Holloway at wide receiver, 67 overall, 90 speed. That's all right. Uh, and then the Patriots going to Patriot in the fourth round, and at least they waited until the fourth round, uh, but it's still fairly early because these were two early fourth-round picks. Uh, the Patriots go punter and fullback, uh, and then they're a good punter and a good fullback, uh, 73 and 70. Probably could have gotten them later, so... Kind of hard to grade that. But then in the fifth round, they pick up another quarterback, which not a bad idea to double up on quarterbacks, especially when you don't have any. And the first one you draft is only a 66 overall. Uh, Gavin is the name of this quarterback. He's a 61 overall. Um, so not exactly a guy you want to put on the field and start right away. Um, but he is a little bit more of an athlete than Kruger. And the Patriots definitely needed to add some depth there and, and see what they could get out of it. So for what it was, ended up being pretty good draft for the Patriots. Just managing the quarterback position really hurts them here. And of course, going punter and fullback really, really early, um, never grades all that highly. Uh, and so the Patriots get a B moving on to the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers got one of the most highly rated players in the draft. Uh, they were picking at number 6 and number 10. Uh, they got Moses Fort at strong safety. 78 overall, 91 speed, only a normal development trait. So that's a little uh, disappointing for the Panthers. Uh, I think everybody thought that guy was going to be uh, a hidden development trait and be really, really good. Uh, and he will end up being a pretty good player, I think. Uh, I have noticed the speed at safety in the league has dropped Pretty noticeably at this point. So um, 91 is about as fast as you get right now at safety. Uh, and then at number 10, Barnes at defensive tackle. He's a 72 overall. If he's a hidden, that's a pretty good pick. Otherwise, it's, it's fine. Uh, in the second round, they took a quarterback, Burks. Uh, and Burks is a 67 overall quarterback. Uh, not bad. Good backup there that, you know, could maybe turn into something later on. So the Panthers are picking a backup quarterback uh, several, more than, they took a backup quarterback about 12 picks before the Patriots took 
the first quarterback on their roster. Uh, so that might tell you something about the Patriots draft. Uh, but Burks is a guy that, that uh, the Panthers can work with and maybe move on from Jimmy, Grupa, Grimmy, Gr- Jimmy Griffith in the future. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And then Edwards at left end in the late in the second round, 72 overall defensive end. That's uh, a good value pick. Uh, and then if he's a hidden development trait, then it's a tremendous pick. Um, but he'll develop. Drayton at receiver, 93 speed, 67 overall. Not too bad in the third round. And McAllister at cornerback, uh, 65 overall, cornerback in the fourth round. That's okay. Um, so for the Panthers, this would probably be a better draft if Moses Fort had a hidden development trait. As it is, the Panthers get a B-. And lastly, we go to the Packers. Uh, the Packers were picking at 7 and 13. And uh, had two seconds and two-thirds as well. Um the Packers really wanted defensive playmakers if they could get them. Uh, also needed offensive line help, what they ended up doing. Uh, with the seventh pick was taken Dave Barnhart. Dave Barnhart, according to uh, the reporting uh, that we got in the offseason, uh, absolutely uh, shut down, what was his name, McGee? I think it was McGee uh, in one of the games in college. And McGee, turns out, is a receiver. Uh, So Barnhart, as left guard, apparently also played defensive back on the other side of the ball when they needed him to shut down a great receiver. So that's how good an athlete Dave Barnhart is. Uh, And that's why the Packers took him, and turns out he's an okay athlete. A good athlete for a lineman. Uh, Also not a hidden development trait. Uh, which is kind of crushing when you take those offensive line picks. He's a 69 overall left guard. Uh, and then defensive end Sean Godfrey at left end, uh, 70 overall, also normal. Uh, he'll probably be fine. If he piles up some sacks, he's going to get development trait games, and uh, he'll develop. Um, but you know, as a 13 overall pick, you'd like to see a better impact player uh, right out of the gate. Uh, and then the Packers continued with defense in the second round and got Meeks at right end. He's a 69 overall, kind of run-stopping uh, defensive end that can play inside on their defense. And then Bond at free safety, uh, 68 overall, 90 speed. It's a decent second second round pick. Um, still normal development trait, though, so a little disappointing. Uh, Wilkins at corner, 92-speed corner, 67 overall. And Hauser at quarterback, scrambling quarterback, 65 overall, uh, to be the backup for Hutton. Uh, all those guys, normal development traits. And that's the really disappointing part for the Packers. They, they went and grabbed a few more offensive linemen later in this draft. Uh, every single draft pick was normal. And that's really tough to keep up with the teams they need to beat. Um, when they're not getting those hidden development trait guys, not getting the explosive athletes. Uh, so while it was kind of a solid overall draft for the Packers, it was not at all what they needed um, to take steps forward and compete with everybody else. Uh, the Packers get a C+. Uh, that concludes our draft grades for this year. 
And I think that's going to conclude our podcast for today as well. Uh, we'll we'll get back into development trait news on the next podcast and and what other other exciting exciting things we can find. So until next time.